Oh, yeah. BP Hero Podcast, Season 7, Episode Number 21. What's up, Jason? How you doing, buddy? <clears throat> what did we do? Hang on. Ooh, sneeze hit me. Sorry about that. So, what did you do all weekend? And, is there a new sheriff in town in the slow pitch bat world? I saw your message, Jason. Uh, let me get your... I just sat down at the computer here for the night. We've been on the go all night. Let me get your track here real quick, pal. Also, while we're doing the usual, letting everybody file in, you know what I'm going to say if you've been here before. Go to your socials, share this thing around. Just copy and paste that link and let your buddies do the rest. Okay, there we go. We're in. <clears throat> Mike, how you doing, buddy? It has been a minute. I was just wondering about you. Uh, was it last podcast or podcast before? Kind of got to wondering about you a little bit. Wondering where you've been. I thought maybe you just uh, said forget the BP hero and checked out. Can't blame you. Sorry, I'm working on something here. Jason, I'm sending you a message, pal. There you go, buddy. All right, so. Oh, yeah, so. Oh, snacks. Snacks in the house. Man, what a deal. No, Mrs. Hero's in bed. I don't think she's going to be coming charging out of here. And uh, trying to ruin the podcast again tonight. Because if she does, she's getting her microphone put back up again. <clears throat> so, Jason, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that Suncoast and their uh, customer service woes. <laughs> More on that in a little bit.
So how was everybody's weekend? Busy weekend around these parts. And uh doozy of a ball game. Couple of ball games. Three ball games, actually. So <clears throat> my son had baseball last night playing twelve U baseball. Grinder of a game, I might add. He uh <clears throat> trying to think they're playing a pretty good team. It's a team from another town. So if you play with the Basically, if you, if you sign up, if you live here in town where the league is ran, you don't get a choice. You don't get to be on a hand-picked team. You have to be on a team from the town you're in. So, like, uh, just using examples, I can't sign him up to play on a team that's that's 10 miles away just because it's a team that he wants to play with. So he's got to be with the town teams. But that kind of gets me because... All the out-of-town teams can handpick their team to bring them and play in our league. <clears throat> As to where if you live here in town, you get basically thrown into a pool, and each coach gets a handful of picks. If, I, if I'm correct in this, each, each coach gets a uh, handful of picks, and then the rest is just like random. Uh, it's not draft. It's just, you know, random assignment, RNG, whatever. So, it's just frustrating to be on, like, you know, the team that's randomly drawn to play all these hand-picked teams that come in from out of town. But it is what it is. Uh, they, they played, a, he, Hayden's got a good little team, and they played last night. What was the score? It, it, was, it, was, a slow, it was a slow burner for a while. It was uh was it three to one going into no three to two sorry they got up two to nothing and then the other team came back kind of chipped away made it by the by the fifth inning it was three to two and they come in they play six innings they come in the top of the fifth and manage to scratch together a run so they get their run scratched together tie game come out in the bottom of the fifth they hold them my son's the away team come in the top of the sixth tie game and this is kind of one of those like what's the word you want to use would it be like uh The craziest coincidence ever, maybe. <laughs> so there are runners on second and third, one out, two strikes on the batter. The batter swings and misses at strike three. The ball gets away from the catcher. And the runner on third comes in and scores. So then the play is still away from the plate. The the catcher still had the ball a little bit away from the plate. And the runner coming from second round third takes a big round, takes a big turn. And they go to look him back. Well, then the batter kind of clicks in his hand and realizes, wait, 
that was strike three, and the ball was dropped. I can run first. So he takes off running first base. And the catcher, just out of instinct, just looks up, saw him running to first base, couldn't run him down to tag him, and threw the ball to first. Well, the runner from third scored. So now we got two runs across. The runner, or the, the batter, ended up getting thrown out. Basically, now you got a clean slate with, with two outs, and they played two runs out of that whole disaster. It, it, was, it was a mess. But then it gets better. So the kid that started the game pitching pitched his heart out, but his pitch count was getting up there. He threw a lot of pitches. So bring in a reliever, one of our harder-throwing kids, and just kids being kids, uh, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. They're, they're amped up. They're making a lot of noise. They're beating on the fence. And it kind of got our pitcher shook a little bit, just from what I could see. And the command issue started. Walked one, got an out. Walked another one, got an out. Walked another one. At this point, the bases are loaded. Two outs. There are three hole hitters up to, up to the plate. And, you know, there, there's no point in holding runners on, right? So we're talking just monstrous leadoffs. Uh, basically, any ball put in play and the kid from second's going to score because he's halfway down the line. Nobody's holding him on. Base hit to right field. The kid's left-handed. Base hit to right field. The right fielder picks the ball up. And you can see like he knows what needs to happen. But he starts running, kind of jogging in with the ball. Takes probably six or seven steps. And then realizes, hey, I need to throw this thing home. Because now, I mean, the, the kid from second scored almost instantly. I think the ball wasn't even to the outfielder. And the kid from second have already, had already scored. But the base coach, being aggressive as he was, had the kid go, the kid on first, go first to third. And in all this panic, right fielder throws the ball home, overthrows the catcher. So the catcher's got to run and get the ball pitcher forgets to cover home plate and the, the kid from third jogs home ball game all that in one play it was just crazy it was it was gut wrenching for these kids just from the standpoint of you know, they're, they're so invested in the game they're still young they're still excited but and, and, and don't get me wrong nobody did anything wrong it's just a chain of events that took place, right? And my big thing when it comes to coaching kids, especially this age, is we're not teaching you the perfect pitch. We're not teaching you the perfect swing. We're not teaching you you know, how to run the bases perfect. We're not teaching you to be the fastest kid on the field. We're teaching you the game. You're learning the game. You're you're still so young that unless you're one of these kids that, that plays a hundred games a year of travel ball, literally, and I mean it, you are learning. So it's just a few like mental slip ups, right? Like um, the kids banging on the fence gets the pitcher nervous because he hasn't experienced that before. You got the kid from right field, 
taking a bunch of steps in with the ball before he heaves it. And really, he he could have did two things. He could have hit a cutoff or he could have made a better throw. Hell of a throw, by the way. He, he cut her loose. He's not a big kid, but he's got a strong arm. He, he cut her loose and, you know, overthrew him. The runner wasn't going to go, but he overthrew the catcher just in panic. And then the pitcher not going and covering the plate when the catcher had to go get the ball. Those are all just like little fundamental things. It's nothing the coach is doing wrong. It's nothing the kids are doing wrong. These are situations that you play the game and you learn from that stuff. Because I can tell you that pitcher won't leave home uncovered again. That right fielder won't run the ball in and then decide to throw it. There's 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 so many things that could have unfolded differently. The the pitcher even going and backing up the play at home plate so he could go get the ball so the catcher didn't have to leave home plate. I mean, it could have unfolded a million different ways. But at this point, we're learning. You know, like my son had his the first ball he hit last night. Absolutely crushed it. Like the the kid like ducked down and like stabbed at it. And and when he stabbed, he he stabbed and grabbed up because it was a line drive. He stabs and he grabs up and it, it went into his glove so hard he couldn't squeeze it hard enough and it popped out of the top of his glove. And it just I mean, we've all been there. I've done it a million times. Really I have. You hit the ball. The ball pops up out of the fielder's glove and you're thinking like you know, the, the ball goes in the fielder's glove, you stop running. You know, you, you take your first few hard steps out of the box, then you stop running. Well, then it po- goes into his glove, pops up, rolls down his leg and rolls away from him. Well, you've already decided to stop running. And then this kid picks the ball up. You see it gets away. You start running. And he was out, my son was out by a step. It was just a little mental, mental miscues. That's all it was. He didn't do anything that anybody else hasn't done. But you're there to learn. Like, that's your learning experience. That's your... Make sure you bust your ass out of the box every time moment. There's a... a, To me, personally... I'm I'm soapboxing for a minute here. To me, personally, there's a big disconnect between... uh Uh-oh. Here she comes. Oh, snack attack. Did you not eat enough dinner? No, tell him why I didn't eat enough dinner, Jesse. Because I couldn't find any freaking breaded chicken tenders at Walmart. I wanted KFC. Oh. I wanted <laughs> Snack said, here comes trouble. <laughs> at least somebody knows. Okay, shut up. Anyway. So, yeah. That's a big thing, and I, you know it's soapboxing for a minute, whatever. But uh, the kids at that age, they're learning. They they're learning. They're learning the game, and I think people, a lot of people, like lose track of that. What? You're gonna have to use your words. I can't hear you. I don't know. I don't eat popcorn. Nasty shit. Oh, you found it. Thank God. But so many so many parents and, and so many so many people will get hung up in making sure their kids win the game and you know, do this and do that and you know, little Jimmy's gotta be a shortstop because his dad was a shortstop, or little Jimmy's gotta be a catcher because his dad was a catcher. And you're 
yeah, little, little Jimmy might be better served as a water boy, but because little Jimmy's dad was a catcher, now automatically little Jimmy, he's a catcher too. And listen, look, like, because I was a catcher when I played baseball, I could help the catcher we have on our team. But I'm not overstepping my bounds. Emily tells me that I have to tell you that he picked number seven because that's her number and he worships the ground she walks on and she's supposed to be surprised that... Yeah, you're you're one fuck up away from getting a microphone. <laughs> it, it worked. Anyway, let's move on because they keep getting interrupted from that. What did everyone do this weekend? I'm gonna tell you what I did. Lots of barbecuing, and I burned my ankle on a push mower. But that that's the whole story for a different day. But I tell you what, that push mower's clean, though. Clean. I, yeah, it's how I know I'm getting old is, like, I hose everything down after I use it. Like, my the bottom of my push mower is clean enough to eat off of. For no other reason than... Does my skin get burned on the muffler, dear? Within... Yeah, it wouldn't. My foot would not be underneath it, woman. Christ alive. So anyway, did a lot of grilling, mowed, cleaned up the mower, washed the house. Emily drank a lot. I had a lot of wild cherry Pepsis with zero sugar, I might add. But it was a good weekend. We did go out. Tony, listen, okay, I'm not here for your shit. I'm not saying I would eat off the bottom of the push mower. I'm just saying I could, okay? That thing's ran over dog poop and everything else. So we're we're not. <laughs> snacks says get your snacks and be gone. So, yeah, so so we're not we're not looking to eat off the push mower, but like worst came to worst, like I could eat off the bottom of the push mower. It's kinda of what I'm saying here. Hang on, I gotta handle a little more business here. Okay. Good weekend it was. Went out and. <laughs> My, my plan for the weekend was like, I wanted to do some softball every day. Try to get a bunch of this content like knocked out. Because I've got, I've got some content built up, but I've been working a lot, so I haven't had a lot of free time. I saw it as an opportunity to get out and grind and get some stuff done. My, my goal was to like to do two videos every day over the weekend. Had it all slated out. We didn't have a ton of plans where I could have worked it in. And then the wind came. <laughs> Snacks, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll premiere it. I, I, we'll get there in a minute. <clears throat> but the wind came, and Gabe and I got it done on the first day. 
Sean, a throwback video, and then another video just for giggles. Our friend Brian Fisk, when we did the morning podcast, Brian would always chime in a lot and kind of hit us up. Uh, he watches the podcast after the fact now. I, I think I'm going to start some kind of group or some kind of Discord for the people that want to chat about the podcast. Because I'm not kidding you. I'd say probably at least six or seven people a day, like the day or two after the podcast, or hit me up. BS and about this, that, and whatever else, and carry on that had to do with the podcast. Like, I can tell you how many people called me J. Cole, <laughs> like a day or two after the podcast. So, like, I, I think we need to start us a group, right? We can all just, like, chat and mingle together. Let's, uh, as a matter of fact, let's fire up a poll. You want to? Podcast Discord group? Question mark? So Gabe and I went out and filmed the old school Louisville Genesis, like old, old school, like Maroon, ASA 2000. And yes, Tony J. Cole stuck, apparently. <laughs> that, that Genesis was fun. I, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but we had a lot of fun swinging that thing. I, I haven't got the video cut up of that yet. I can't wait to. Because even, even with the wind blowing in, Gabe was hitting the ball really, really well. Like, we went from a 24-ounce bat, which I'll get to in a minute, to a 28-ounce bat. And I, it kind of messed my timing up a little bit, and the wind blowing as hard as it was. Um, <clears throat> and Gabe not being a pitcher, I can't use the, the Louisville Slugger Blue Flame pitching machine we got. Because... The wind really messes with it. Really, really messes with it. So there's no point in trying to use it. We moved him in so he could like try and drop drop some strikes in on the plate. Kind of mess with the timing a little bit. Yada yada dogs barking excuses carry on. But anyway. It was a bit of an adventure. But we had fun swinging that thing. Might have broke it. We're not sure. And... Bobby wasn't upset by it. So our friend Bob Russell, the, the evil one, I sent us that one to check out. He sent us that one in a Freak Freak Plus. How many of the OGs remember the Freak Plus from back in the day? I had a 29-ounce I used for a BP bat for a hot minute. And that thing was a lot of fun. All you had to do was get it moving, and the bat did the rest. So we hit that, and then... If you saw, let's see if I can get the post pulled up for you guys. If you saw this post on Facebook, <laughs> then I'll tell you a quick story here. Let's see, pages. Goodness, because let me tell you, it was an absolute doozy. All right, so this, this bat right here. I should pull up the picture just for reference to kind of show you, like, what I was looking at and what I thought I was looking at. <laughs> but I thought, based on the picture that Brian had sent us, that this was going to be, from a combat guys here, the Scott Brown Gear Virus 98. Those things were nuts. 
like borderline unfair if you were a combat guy at all and you liked the uh, the original antiviruses this was damn near the best bat since the antivirus and there was even people saying they liked it better than the antivirus so when Brian sends me a picture of this bat he sent me the other side and the, the picture wasn't the most like high quality picture right but I just immediately like I immediately like oh crap I know what that is he's like should I get it he's like I'll send it to you guys if you want to swing it I was like hell yeah and you know we get to talking about the bat and whatever else and carry on and then he, he goes and he picks it up next day let me see if I can pull up the exact wording that he used <laughs> Cause it was kind of one of those like, Oh damn moments. We're getting there. Oh my gosh. Where's it at? Okay. <laughs> so Brian sends me a picture of the bat and that's when I realize this shit has hit the fan. I see the morphed gear TT on it. And then the other side says combat. And I immediately just said morphed gear. It's like, Oh God, here we go. Right. And <laughs> I said, I can still work with this. It's a fast pitch bat and fast pitch bats aren't decent or aren't bad in slow pitch. And then he said, imagine my face when he asked if it was for my daughter. <laughs> Gabe just said, nah, I just got tiny arms because it's Gabe, Gabe and I are in this group chat with him. So here I am stuck with this fast pitch bat thinking like, God, what am I going to do with this thing? And we go out and we hit it literally. And I told Gabe, I looked at Gabe, I said, here's the deal. I said, we're just going to like just see how many deers we can hit with this thing. I said, I don't know how broken in it is. I don't know anything about it. Other than it's probably going to be really stiff because I actually got my wife one of these. Uh, what was it when Anna was it? Somebody maybe somebody can help me. One of the OGs here. Who was the retailer on eBay? It was basically just selling. I think it might have been Combat's another brand. Combat and one other brand, I think, just on open auction. I mean, you could literally get bats for sixty or seventy bucks sometimes even cheaper than that if it was like a weight that nobody wanted or if it was an unpopular bat when I got my wife one of these things like oh we're breaking in it'll be really good she hated it she didn't like combats anyway as you heard in the last episode of the podcast but she hated the morphed gear Texas Tech is what the TT is for these were Texas Tech's uh, the, the the fast pitch team This these were their, supposed to be their bats if I remember correctly So Gabe, Gabe is one of those people, man. Like the, it's it's almost one of those deals where the, like the worse a bat is, the more he likes it. Example, the 2016 maybe Mikan ASA DC 41. This was before they used their inner barrel tech, and it was just a. I don't even know if you consider dulled down version of a bat a thing. 
And at the time, we thought it was decent until we started hitting some other ASA bats and realized, like, man, this thing sucks. <laughs> but Gabe couldn't get enough of it. It was 26 ounce. So those bats were really, really, really weight dependent. Really weight dependent. So he gets out the 26 ounce ASA DC 41 and had arguably one of the best summers he'd had playing slow pitch. But it's a bat that, like, if you're trying to hit a home run, you still can. But otherwise, you're not going to hit a mistake home run. If you swing for it and you're consistent at hitting home runs, you'll get it. But otherwise, you could swing as hard as you want and not have to worry about hitting the ball out. It was kind of funny because Gabe put on a clinic with this thing. It was like right back to those vibes again. It was really light. So you're already losing some of your performance there with losing the weight. And then combined with the fact that it's testing 360 plus, converting that to U-Trip, for, for the guys that aren't really familiar with compression testing or ASA, 360 plus is like, wow. That, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's borderline like this is going to take 10,000 swings to break in and get to 220 kind of thing. So between the lack of performance and how light this thing was, Gabe just put on an absolute clinic. It was hilarious. We were laughing and giggling about it. He even tried to hit – he was trying to hit him out – but it didn't matter how hard he swung. It was just double after double, gap after gap, hard hard ball through the infield. And I get my turn with this thing. And I look at the camera at one point, and I was like, look. I said, the first ball I hit out with this thing, I'm done. I'm done. Shut the video off. That's it. I'm not swinging this thing. I took a couple warm-up swings, and I was just like immediately getting uh, Mitchell, our, chiropr- our, our channel's chiropractor, on the phone like, Get this man on standby. I'm going to need him. This is going to suck. <laughs> so I, I swung and I swung and I swung for a while. And I was like, okay, let me try cutting a few. Because the wind was blowing in. If you've watched BP Hero videos, you know. I, the wind blows in no matter where we go, it seems like. <laughs> you go to one field that's blowing in. You go to another field and it's blowing in. If I'd have went to the first field, that had been blowing out. But now this time it's blowing in. You just you can't win. So I was like, well, maybe I'll try cutting a few through the wind. That didn't work either. Like, I'm, I'm barely sniffing the fence with this thing. And then I see him throw... I have a, just a, a couple of old, old NSA evil balls, the, the micro-cell balls. I've got just a couple of those in the bag. And I, I see Gabe pitch it, and I see the seams on it, and I immediately knew what it was. I bumped it back to him. I was like, we got to wait on a good pitch. So he throws it a couple more times, and boy, I'm telling you, I just let her eat. <laughs> Hit it out, threw the bat so far up in the air out of excitement, almost hit myself with it on the way to go turn the camera off, and it was done. Done, no more, not doing that again. Listen, this might be a decent bat if it breaks in, and maybe it's a good bat for fast pitch, I don't know. Maybe, in theory, you want your fast pitch bats to test really high because you're hitting a 47 core ball off a pitcher that's absolutely just heaving these things. I don't really know. I don't mess with fast pitch bats. I can tell you that from a performance standpoint, this thing was not fun. From a just swing as hard as you can and not worry about it going out thing, it was good. <laughs> Bottom line. But that was my adventure of my Saturday was swinging that Genesis that we questionably might have broke in this freaking thing. What an adventure. And I was supposed to hit my man Q on Saturday and Brian on Monday or Sunday and Brian on Monday and if you're in the Midwest you know that there was gale force winds out there both days 
absolutely miserable. So we didn't get any other BP done besides on Saturday with Gabe. But one thing we did do last week, and this is like early, early sneak peek because this isn't going up until probably one day next week. Because I got a couple other things I want to get posted first. But kind of rolling into the second topic of the podcast here. There might be a new sheriff in town. And I'm talking in the 240 space. The Louisville's been really good, and they've been really good for a long time. But the the one-piece Suncoast Ruckus 12-inch was absolutely absurd. There's no other way to put it. We swung it late last week. I got the video edited up. It's ready to go. Like I said, I want to post a couple other things. Just trying to space out the bat reviews at least a little bit. So, it'll be up. I'm thinking probably Monday, Tuesday next week. But, you heard or nerds are here. All nine of you. Let's, uh, let's do what we can to get you a little sneak peek here. The world must know about this bat. Oh, gosh. By the way, real quick, before this video starts here, hoping to see a lot more Spencer on the channel this year. The kid just gets it done. Gets it done. You'll see the more you see him on the channel. He, uh, the kid can hit. It's almost unfair. Like I hit BP with him. And I think to myself sometimes like, damn, I should just hang it up. Like these last couple of videos I've edited from him hitting with us. I'm like, this is a Spencer highlight reel and I'm not even sure I care. Truckers, Beat the Heroes back with a few things that we have seen here lately, which is my oh man Spencer, the YouTube bat, <laughs> and the wind on a baseball field. I can't help it. Don't hate me. But at least we got Spencer here with us making this stuff look easier, right? And today, what we're swinging is the Suncoast Ruckus Max 1-piece 12-inch USA bat. Big thanks goes out to HeadbangerSports.com. We're getting this hooked up with this so we can swing it for oh, you guys. The most BP and look just in case you missed the last couple of videos that we posted from this day, this baseball field is 325 in left, basically 350 into the gaps and in center field, and then 315 into right field with a pretty steady wind blowing in on top of us from left field pretty much the entire time. You can see just by how fast the dust is leaving the screen that we're kicking up with our feet. Now, this wind was no joke, but the show goes on, right? we got to get this content out. For you guys, and we were glad to be out yeah, here doing for, it, regardless yeah, of the conditions. For 10 swings. So let's talk about this one for a minute here, just to kind of go over some specs and things. This particular Suncoast Ruckus Max features a 12-inch barrel, and it is a one-piece, and it is end-loaded. The bat itself had a little bit of a lighter feel to it, but the end-load was definitely all still there. It was controllable, it was easy to hit, spot-on for what a half-ounce should feel like. 
We like our inloads on this channel. And it does have the stick and spin barrel coating technology that maximizes the flight and distance characteristics of the ball. And I'll be the first to say that being someone that cuts the ball a lot anyway, I don't notice a lot of benefit from this. Spencer really didn't mention anything. And I know Brian's kind of on the fence about it still. And especially if you're a person that squares the ball up a lot, hits the ball in the face a lot, this is actually going to uh, produce some knuckleballs, which is something I have had issues with at times when it comes to these bats and the coatings and finishes that they put on them. Sometimes it'll make me hit a lot of knuckleballs or a lot of like a weird side spin and tail spin and stuff like that. I don't notice a lot of backspin as much as I do just like funky spin or like knuckleballs and stuff. There's not a ton of it, but when's it going to show up when you don't want it? That's kind of what I don't like about these finishes, but it is what it is. It's on the bat. You can't get it off, so just roll with it, right? Yeah. This bat features a max speed handle technology, which maximizes your bat speed while maintaining excellent bat control. It is made from Optidur Performance Aero Grade composite materials in the launch section for ultimate performance and a great feel during ball contact. These do feature a one-year warranty, and they are legal in U-Triple-SA, NSA, and ISA play. And they're available in 25.5, 26.5, and 27.5. The bat in the video is a 27.5. If you've seen the videos before, then you guessed it. You know how it works. We go over the specs. We're going to go check out the scale weight and some compression stuff, and then come back to the field. So let's do it now. <laughs> All right, so here we are checking out this 27.5 on a scale, and it is dead on the money. And compression testing brand new in the wrapper shows mid 270s. And this thing was really good. It didn't take a ton of swings to get a full review in on it. So we only swung this about 60 times and here's the compression after that. We made it through this stuff really quick today. Now let's head back to the field. Alright, so look. Here's the deal. Just tired of beating around the bush when it comes to this stuff. This bat was freaking sick. I don't know what the, the main differences are between uh, this Suncoast one-piece and the two-piece competitive edge that we swung. Yeah. The competitive edge was nice. Had a little bit of a, an initial break-in, but I don't know what takes that bat from yeah. what it like was that, to there's no way this bat to be in absolutely insane. I'm going to assume it's the same barrel, right? Because they're both 12 inches. It's one-piece versus two-piece at that point in my eyes anyway but I'm here to tell you and I 100% mean it when I say this this is the first bat that we feel like end. genuinely gonna give Louisville shit. a run for their money I don't know why the competitive edge wasn't as good as this one is maybe it would be after more break-in time I don't know but again I feel like it should be the same barrel it should be the same performance either way whatever they did different with this one piece whoa. hey what was you even initially out of the wrapper, while it still did need to loosen up for about 20 swings, it was already good. The sound was insane. It's halfway up the hill. And once the initial kind of stank got knocked off of it, it was just yeah, absolute Losing gas. softballs. I thought for sure, just based on the sound in the feel of the barrel. Now he's just trying to get out of here. And the performance that we were getting, this thing was going to fail compression. You could even hear me talking about it in a couple of these clips. So to see it still passing, yes, I know it's only 60 swings. But I thought for sure this thing was was going to be down in the 230s, maybe even lower than that, just based on the performance that we were seeing. And I was blown away to see that it wasn't. That's not saying that this thing's going to last, you know, a bajillion swings and holding compression. It's more of just the fact of, damn, this was a good bat. 
I can finally see what the hype is about. I know that the Suncoast stuff is very popular in a few areas, and I can finally see the hype in Whoa. Being a one-piece guy, it scores that many more points for me. Spencer and Brian don't mind one-piece stuff, but they're not as big of a fan as I am. But I love this bat. And they both thought it was really good, too. Brian has obviously hit a lot of bats, and he's hit a lot of bats with us. And he also agreed that this is going to be something that's going to give Louisville some trouble. This thing is going to go in the, no question, the best category. This is one of the best bats you could be swinging right now. I really don't know what else to say. It did have a unique feel. The barrel was extremely responsive. You could just feel every ball just absolutely explode off of the barrel. But... The handle still gave a really rigid one-piece feel to it. Just the combination of everything working together was absolutely awesome. I can't say enough about this bat. The only thing I can tell you for sure at this point, hit your boy up to get one. And swing hard in case you hit it. BP Hero, catch you mother truckers next time. <laughs> Sorry, we had audio bomb Emily back in the room. <laughs> so, there you have it. I don't know what else to say. I don't know why the two-piece, the competitive edge, whatever you want to call it, basically the, the two-piece version of this bat was just good but not great but somehow this bat was just nutty from the get-go do not understand it will not understand it but whoa i i have heard a couple of stories about their customer service which is something that uh, we kind of lumped it together uh it was kind of a coincidence that the customer service came up as a topic as i'm posting the suncoast video Personally, I have no interaction, but I can tell you, and I'm not going to deny the fact that I haven't seen people having their woes with their customer or customer service issues. And personally, what I think that's probably from is just a small company, right? It doesn't make it right. By no means should we excuse sending out the wrong bat and just telling you to sell it and buy another one. We should, we should not excuse that. We should not make that okay. But that's how companies just decide to handle things like that. And kind of the other side of that too is when you see a lot of that stuff, a lot of that stuff is you only see it in one side of the story. I'm not saying that all these people are on here telling lies, but what I'm saying is what parts of the story did they choose to leave out to make it sound like a story that was going to be in their favor you know just like anything uh, I, I try to be fair and at least hear the other side of the story or do some research and get some backstory or a little bit more of the story before I go casting judgments and things like that but I do know that there have been like multiple accounts of sending the wrong bat um, warranty returns I have seen a couple people say warranty returns do take a long time and you know, that's that, that could be for a million different reasons. Did they run out? You know, you got to think they have to have bats to retail and they have to have bats to return. 
sorry, to send out as a warranty returns. Did they run out? A little bit of transparency gets you a long way there. Uh, they could even pick up the phone and say, hey, here's a voucher. You know, use it whenever you see something come up on the website instead of leaving you in the dark. And just saying you'll get your bat when you get your bat and then telling them to move on. But then the, the, the big sticking points I've seen have been um, companies sending out the wrong bats. Say, I say companies. Uh, the, the, the company sending out the wrong bat to a customer. And then not necessarily like refusing to do anything about it, but not really willing, being a willing participant in trying to help resurrect the situation. And they're also really hard to get. See, Jason just said the same thing. They're they're also hard to get a hold of at times. I don't really know what to say. I'm not going to try and defend that. At least they're not on Facebook, just absolutely blasting people on social media, just ripping up one side down the other for simply asking where their bat is. But we're definitely starting down that road, right? <laughs> Jason. Yeah, yeah, Jason knew what I meant. So, you know, do they do they do something about it? Do they not? Whoever bought this company... So, for those that don't know, let's backtrack here for just a second. So, Adidas, you know, the, the, the shoe brand, the shoe company, they make apparel, they make everything... Uh, so Adidas made senior bats for a little while. And their senior bats were really good. To this day, like if I had to swing a senior bat, no question it would be a Melee 2. No hesitation. One of the old green Melee 2s, absolutely sick bat. I hit it with 52s. And I, I like it, 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 I was just, me, me trying to find words now was me trying to find words then. Even hitting 52s. I was like, this thing feels unfair. And I'm a big proponent of 52s rely more on how you hit them than what you hit them with. But when it comes to a bat that's that good, holy smokes. Yeah, Gio, if we... <laughs> it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll still be playing softball when I'm old enough to swing a senior bat or not. God dang, some days I just feel like I'm... I'm Lucky to see the next day. That just kind of... There's times where I get burned out. There's no doubt some of that stuff, too. Like, I've, you know, basically resorted to playing league. Because things just aren't working out for the weekend ball combined with work and everything else. So it just basically stuck being a league hero. And I've always been kind of a big pride guy when it comes to not being called a cheater and I was three innings into the first week of league and we already had the shave bat allegations flying love it circling back though so Adidas made senior bats for a little while and then made I think just one year of U-Trip bats made one year of U-Trip bats and then uh, Suncoast Athletics essentially bought out the Adidas softball side of things and has taken that over. Suncoast Athletics, whoever is running that, is now running the back company, to my understanding. And 
if you're making that kind of acquisition, you've got to be business savvy to some capacity, right? So you would have to think that like there's got to be an inclination there that says this is not customer service, this is customer abuse. But who knows? Like I said, we only hear one side of the story on some of that stuff. But when you see more and more of the stories that are saying the same thing, it's hard to turn and look the other way, right? So I guess the message is, when it comes to the Suncoast video that will be going up one day next week, I'm going to stand behind the claim that that bat is sick. One of the best new standard bats that we have swung Honestly, if not the best, it was that good. Verdict will be out on that because I, I, I've, I've done it with, with other brands. If customer service keeps up the track record, of, track record of being crappy or getting worse, I, I won't review the product because I'm not going to give an unbiased review based on my personal feeling for the company. So I just opt not to review the product. Because I'm going to be honest and say the product is really good. So you're going to go out and try and acquire the product. Well, then what happens when you get treated like crap? Then there we are with a situation of, well, BP Hero said, to, not, not that it comes back on me. And I have had a couple people come back on me on stuff before because the issues they've had. It's just part of the territory, I guess. But then there I am telling all these people to go out and buy these bats with their hard-earned money just to get screwed over if something goes wrong. Or then there they go, uh, starting to overpay, paying for hype, right? That's also something I don't want. But, you know, there's there's a lot of things that'll happen, have to happen between now and then for things to get to that point. But I can tell you right now, full intention of standing behind that claim. Maybe we'll pick up a couple more of their models and see what's going on with it. Maybe we got a bad competitive edge. I don't know. I, I hate, I, I can't, I feel like such a freaking cheese ball just even saying that, oh, we got a bad bat. No, you, you got a product of mass production. Not every one of them is going to be perfect. And who knows? Maybe this one bat we got was super hot and the rest of them are just kind of blah. I've seen a lot of hype on the Suncoast stuff, but again, it's Facebook. You see a lot of hype over a lot of things. I've seen hype over stuff that I'm kind of like, are you serious? Like I, I've seen some people saying, you know, oh, the, the war stick bats, the war stick bats are sick. They're awesome. You know, I'm a, I'm a factory hitter for war stick. And I'm like, how? <laughs> Just tell me how. Mind blowing. So just catching up with a little bit of the chat here before we finish up. Uh, let's see, I was talking about the Scott Brown Gear 90, Gear 98 virus earlier. That whole debacle when it turned into the fast pitch bat. And uh, Snacks is saying the ASA Gear Tech was trash, at least the later stuff. I'm not even sure that I remember any of the Gear Tech being good in the ASA stuff. The gear tech was obviously good for the for the U trip stuff. I mean, that's if if I could find like a twenty seven or twenty eight inload gear supremacy. Whoa, it'd be kind of wild. 
That was the very first bat I ever bought. Was a 28 in load combat gear supremacy, and it was disgusting. And snacks, if you're wondering how I did I get the Scott Brown Gear 98 virus mixed up with that, okay, I might have gotten a little excited. And the picture wasn't the best picture either. So I got excited, said what I thought it was. The picture wasn't very good. And it was already too late by the time we realized what we had. And we love Brian. We love Brian Fisk a lot. So we had to give him what he wanted, man. He wanted to see some content with something he said in. So we suffered through it for him. And it's going to be some entertaining content. Dio says the last ASA bat he liked was the 2014 ASA DC-41. And maybe that's what I was thinking of, Gio, but I, I don't know. Everybody's got their own thing, and that's why kind of the big thing with, with doing bat reviews and stuff is just because I like it doesn't mean everybody else has to like it. And just because I don't like it doesn't mean other people can't like it. Because I didn't really think a whole lot about Mike and ASA Tech, Mike and Orworth, until they switched to inner barrel tech just like everybody else so Josh is saying let's go back to the old combat which ASA combats were good back then tried the morphed absolutely terrible the afflicted absolutely terrible the rusty AV absolutely terrible so combats ASA stuff was really good again dating myself here a little bit and some of my OGs will kind of follow me and know what I'm talking about here so there was a pre-ABI and a post-ABI era. ABI was accelerated break-in. And basically what uh, companies, or sorry, what sanctions didn't want was bats that take 5,000 swings to break in and then they would just be like lethal dangerous for another 5,000. And when I say lethal dangerous, I mean like hit some of the old stuff and you'll see what I'm talking about. There was, there was bats that were questionably like as good as senior bats. Like there is no doubt about it. You got your, like your your OG freaks, uh, even like your Mayhem ninety eights, some even your M seven five ninety eights. Actually, you know what the M seven five ninety eight might have been um, post ABI, but you had stuff like your your Gear Virus, your all of your Eastons, your Stealths, and your Synergies, and all that stuff. And then there was a transition into the other ASA stuff which is the stuff like the more to the afflicted the, and the Rusty Baumgartner AV the, the Rusty Baumgartner antivirus what a letdown first of all that bat was absolutely horrible remember we were all gassed up we were all so excited if you were combatant and you were back into the combat stuff back in the day you were pumped for that bat because you liked the AV and you were ready to go and then you hit it and you're just like oh the specs weren't the same. The feel wasn't the same. The performance wasn't even close. Duped. Duped is what we were. Uh, Geo, just some nerds in a little local league, uh, just a little bit north of who was accusing me of cheating. Who knows? Maybe he was joking, but the look on his face said he wasn't. It's not the first time I've been accused of it. It won't be the last, but it just kind of burns me up. It's a pride thing. Uh, you know, the, the only time I've ever swung a shaved bat was on this channel actually <laughs> it wasn't until the video was over that I confirm it 
But it was that Mayhem video where we broke the Shaved Mayhem. Snacks, we put about 60 hits on that Suncoast. Really, that's all it needed. I uh, usually, usually most of our videos, just to make sure we get a sufficient amount of content, just in case something goes wrong, uh, handling some files and things like that. Always trying to get about 100 swings on a bat once I feel like it's ready for the review. And this one took nothing at all. <laughs> I mean, you saw how many suspension swings I cut out. Not very many. We each took two rounds with about 15 balls with it. And that's that's all we needed. And bat was just awesome. Uh, Gio out here dropping his uh, his rankings. So Gio's saying the number one is the Suncoast Models. The number two is the Easton Helmer, which is the one that he and Snacks swung on the channel. Be sure and check that out. Number three for him is the Worth Senior Mach 1. Number four, my Confusion Inload. Haven't hit that one. And the Combat, the Bomb, the Senior Bat. Now, I don't know about the Senior Bat. I haven't hit the Da Bomb Senior Bat, but the, the Bomb... U-Trip Bat, they had one that had basically a lesser version of what uh, what a pure integrity would be with the rolled composite end cap. Rocket launcher. Absolute rocket launcher. A lot of, a lot of fun to swing. Uh, Josh says with pre-ABI, about 2010. It, it would be something like that, yeah, because I, I really got into slow pitch. I was right after my son was born and got on the softball fans and really started getting real deep into that. And it was right around that era. So it, it was it had to be somewhere around twenty ten, I think, yeah. Thought the Easton stuff was good after the reveals. The synergy and the stealth speeds, yeah. The reveals, horrible. I love the idea behind it. You know the the whole uh the, the, the Easton synergy reveal like the bat was supposed to break in and the barrel would change colors right as it breaks in the color would change but the problem is is the color never changed the bat never broke in and it hit like shit <laughs> just calling it for what it is listen kids oh hey by the way if you did sit here this long we're caught up on the Spotify channel. So you can get the podcast on Spotify. You can get it on Apple Podcasts. And it's all up to date. Everything up to episode 20 is on there. I recorded this episode. It's literally going to go onto the channel the second I get done here. I get it uploaded and get it put on there. It'll be on there. So I am going to make it a point to keep up with that. I want to make sure I'm going to for just a little bit longer. And then I'm really going to start pushing hard on promoting the Spotify and the Apple podcast things. Cause I know a lot of people like to catch us a day or two later. So that's what I'm shooting for. So enjoy that guys. Enjoy the podcast tonight. Working on a guest for next time. More on that in a little bit. Swing hard in case you hit it. BP hero. Catch you next time.